Welcome! You're listening to Uncommon Sense, and I'm Doug Morgan. Uh, Today we're going to be looking at the question, what should churches do during these COVID times? And before we get right into that, uh, I wanted to just thank everyone. Uh, Our Uncommon Sense podcast is growing, and we are excited to see the number of people that are listening and that are getting something out of it. This is not just an entertainment podcast. This is uh, something that we try to dig into the truth. We want to to know what we believe and we want to know why we believe it. And uh, obviously we get into some real uh, uh, kind of areas, third rail areas, uh, where uh, we talk about things that we probably shouldn't be talking about. Uh, politics and religion are two things that you should not be talking about uh, in mixed company. <laughs> but we do that. And, uh, and so uh, we're having fun doing it. We're, we're looking uh, at trying to discern truth. And, uh, and I think we're doing a great job. And, and it looks like you guys believe the same thing. We're growing and we're really appreciative of everyone who is helping us do that. But let's get into our topic for today. What should churches do during these COVID times? And uh, and, and to, to basically answer the question here up, up at, at the very beginning, I would say that uh, what should they do? Well, churches should do what they normally do during difficult times. Uh, and that is to, number one, stick to what the Bible says. Stick to what is biblical. Um, you know, churches are uh, are based off of, and, and when I say the, the church, I mean uh, churches who believe that the Bible is inerrant and is the Word of God. And uh, I know there's, you know, churches out there and denominations that don't believe that. But when I say the church, I'm saying that we use as the church the Bible as our standard. And I know that's probably another podcast of what the standard is and, and, and whatnot. But basically what I'm saying is that we we understand as the church that the Bible is the Word of God. Because it isn't, then, because it calls itself that. And so if it isn't, then we can just simply throw the book out as, you know, what a good read or something that was that was entertaining. But, uh, but, but if, if it's calling itself the Word of God and it isn't, then obviously there's errors in there, and that, that and that, that would not come from a perfect God. So obviously the Bible is our, is our standard as a church. It is something that we use as the rock. It is something that, that we base our beliefs off of, uh, knowing that that truth comes from it. And so uh, so during difficult times, the, the, the church itself has to base what it does off of what is biblical. And so we stick to what is biblical. The Bible does not say that we are to do whatever any government authority figure says. Uh, now, I've heard some of this where, like Romans 13 and some others, uh, where you know, we are to do what, what, the, what government tells us to do. What, what, uh, whatever a government authority tells us to do, we're to do that unless it's to you know, support abortion or whatever the case may be. Uh, you know, uh, the, the, the line that's oftentimes heard and, and the scripture that's often said to support this line of thinking is, you know, give to Caesars what is Caesar. Well, that, of course, not talking about doing what any government official says. It's talking about paying taxes and particularly in reference, uh, you know, to those uh, of the day that did not believe that. Now, we, we've, you know, we've actually gone through this not that long ago in, in, in a podcast and there's a, actually a three-part podcast if you want to go back and look more in depth into this. 
uh, on uh, the the uh, on Christianity and uh, government authority. So I think it's entitled Christianity versus government authority, and you can go through that three part series and and uh, and go more into depth about what I'm talking about here. But but we know that the Bible does not say that we are to do whatever a government authority figure says. Um, that we are to do what the Bible says. And so, um, yes, we are to um, honor uh, the government structure, and, and God set up a government structure because he's not a God of anarchy. Um, but, uh, but just simply blindly obeying the government as a church or as a Christian is not a biblical uh, theology. So, uh, so we have to look at what the purpose of the church is. Well, what is the purpose of a church? Well, it's number one, it's evangelism. And we, we know that, that God has given us a mandate that we are to go and we are to um, spread the word that, that Jesus Christ is our Savior and that, that He has made a way by, by coming and being um, fully God and fully man in the form of Jesus Christ. And, and then, obviously, Jesus dying on that cross for us uh, even though he did not sin, he paid a price. He paid the price, the debt that we owed of death. Even though he didn't deserve that because he didn't sin, he didn't have that debt. He still paid it. He still died, and then on the third day rose again. And we know that that because of that, we he made a way for us to be reunited with God and still be perfect. Once again, even though we sin. We will be made perfect and we'll be forgiven because of that way made by Jesus Christ. That's evangelism. When we, when we uh, spread the word to people who, are, who don't have a saving relationship with Christ, and we let them know of that, and, and that's obviously done in a lot of different ways. And churches, uh, you know, they, they, you, you see it you know, performed differently in, in churches. Um, and, and as long as it's there, you have a healthy church because one of the mandates that we are uh, to do as a church is evangelism. And part of that, even we see that in, in taking care of the needy. That's, that's also a mandate of the church. And it oftentimes falls under evangelism, that when we take care of the needy, we take care of their physical needs. You see how Jesus, when he walked the earth, oftentimes took care of their physical needs in order to speak to their spiritual needs. And so often, oftentimes as people, we, we understand the, the physical need a whole lot better than we understand the, the spiritual need. And so when the, when the physical need is met, then we are a lot more open to hearing about our spiritual needs. Uh, the second thing that, that is a purpose of the church is discipleship. Discipleship meaning that as we have that relationship with Jesus Christ, where, we, uh, where we've given to him uh, you know, our sins and ask for the, that forgiveness. And we've asked him to be our savior. Um, and we, we have a saving relationship with Jesus Christ. Then from that point on, we need to grow spiritually. The Bible talks about us being, um, you know, a, a almost like a baby you know, when we first start out where we just need milk. We can't, you know, we can't get into uh, difficult theological uh, things because we just don't have the foundation or the understanding. Uh, but we build that spiritual uh, relationship. And, and as we grow spiritually, that's called discipleship. And, and that is one of the things that, uh, that is a purpose of the church is to promote spiritual discipleship. Uh, a third thing, fellowship and encouragement. 
many people and many churches they don't really think of this as something biblical, but it is a biblical thing uh, where uh, a church is to have fellowship amongst its members and promote that. And oftentimes from that comes encouragement, with it, which is something that, that the Bible talks about the church uh, needing to do. Uh, a fourth thing would be corporate praise and worship. You see, there's a difference between um, personal prayer and corporate prayer. There's a difference biblically between personal praise and worship and corporate praise and worship. When there is something very powerful when we get together as a group of believers and we pray together or we worship and praise together, there there is something very powerful that happens that you can really physically feel oftentimes. Um, and, and it's something that, that a church has been tasked to do is to promote uh, not 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 singing necessarily, but the, uh, uh, music can be a vehicle that allows us to to get into that frame of mind of of worship and praise, and and when we do that together, something powerful happens, and we've been mandated as a church to do that. We also uh, see that uh, offering uh, opportunities uh, for. Um, for baptism and communion is something that uh, the church has been tasked to do. These these are things when, when we when we offer baptism opportunities to to be baptized and uh, take communion. Uh, those are things that, that God has asked us to do as a church. And those that that right there though, that list is a very good list of the of what um, what a, a church is supposed to be doing and what is its purpose. When when you see a healthy church, you see those things. In that church and oftentimes we see maybe a church that's really good at evangelism or you know really good at discipleship but not so good at evangelism or what and but and, and, and as a church you know churches are growing and trying to become more healthy as well uh, but a really healthy church you see all of these things incorporated in into that church um, and I've heard well you know the church is more than just a building and Yes, uh, a, a church is more than just a building, but I've heard this in, in reference to the fact that, you know, we can just do church online. There's nothing wrong with just simply doing, uh, doing church online. And yes, a church uh, service being put online, uh, I, I know even this last Sunday, you know, we had some, we, we had some uh, colds going through our, our household and, uh, and we, we were unable to, to attend church physically. And so, yes, we did church online. <laughs> but <laughs> that does not mean that a church can solely do everything online. Um, a church is more than just uh, an online service. Because how are you able to do fellowship and encouragement and corporate prayer and corporate uh, praise and worship and things like this online only? You can't. It can be a part of your, uh, of your church. And it can be a supplement to your church, but it can't be something that it can do solely and, and, and just simply by itself. Yes, a church is made up of people. And yes, it's not a building. But, um, but a congregation is, is in all stages. And we, need, and we need that discipleship. We need to know, uh, you know how, how to be encouraged and how to fellowship with, with, with each other. Um, you know, a, a church is, is, is made up of more than just uh, congregants. The church is made up of deacons and elders. Uh, deacons, obviously, the, their responsibility is to serve. That's literally the meaning of deacons. Um, it, it is it is people who serve and are in charge and responsible for serving. 
uh, elders, uh, and and oftentimes deacons and elders can be can be one and the same type of people. They can they can fulfill both roles, but uh, but they are separate biblically. They are separate roles. Uh, elders, um, their responsibility is to promote spiritual growth within the church. Uh, this to look after. Hey, how is this church doing in, in promoting spiritual growth amongst its members? And of course, then there's the pastor who is the head uh, over the church, and the pastor is the leader and responsible. Uh, for following the Lord's leading, uh, when 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 uh, we hear the word from Him, and we know that that uh, that that the, that He is in a responsible position, He has added responsibility above and beyond, uh, even just uh, members or congregants, uh, and and He and and that role that that leading role. Um, can be a heavy weight sometimes. We need to pray for our pastors uh, as as they do lead the church that they are uh, tasked with. Um, the church uh, can't do everything that is, that God has, has called the church to do online. You can see from just the different uh, types uh, of, of things that it's purposed with to the different responsibilities that individuals have. Um, it, it's it's yes, it's more than just, than a building. And 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 to be honest with you, I've I've heard. A lot of people say, well, I don't like church because of the people. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people don't. <laughs> but, but that doesn't mean that we should need to forsake the church. Uh, I, I've heard, well, I, I can experience God uh, you know, better in the forest and you know, hiking, doing something, whatever the case may be. Um, you know, I, don't, I don't need the church. Yes, we need a church. And the, and the Bible says don't forsake it. And, and, he's, and, and God says that for a reason. Um, and, and oftentimes you, know, you hear people say, well, I don't like the church because there's too many hypocrites. Or you know, they, they, uh, they do this or they say that or I've been hurt over here and somebody's told me that or whatever. Well, yes, because it's made up of people. And uh, and if we if we look at it, even pastors are not perfect. <laughs> um, we we when we look at at the church, we are looking at fallen people. We are looking at sinners. We are looking at people that 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 fail oftentimes. But the but the issue is is that we're all trying, and we're all trying to get there. And and uh, and if we keep that in mind, then we can have more patience with those. Uh, that uh, that maybe do something or say something they shouldn't. Um, are we are we to stay silent and compliant as a church to maintain unity? I saw a video not to, not not that long ago uh, when it uh, and, and I've and I've heard this statement a number of times. You know, we as a church during these times, we just need to 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 maintain unity. And and usually what that means is is that if you if you have anything to say about COVID or, or, or bucking authority when it comes to the government or this type of thing, that, that we, you just need to be, remain silent and compliant. And, and that, will, that will allow the church to do what it's supposed to do and concentrate on what it's supposed to be and maintain unity. Because that's the most important thing. Unity is the most important thing. Well, <laughs> let, me, let me read you C.S. Lewis and what he shared. And he, and he said this, quote, in spite of all the unfortunate differences between Christians, what they agree on is still something pretty big and pretty solid. Big enough to blow any of us sky high if it happens to be true. And if it's true, it's quite ridiculous to put off doing anything about it simply because Christians don't fully agree among themselves. So, <laughs> in other words, what C.S. Lewis is saying here is when it comes to the main pillars of our faith, like you know, faith in Jesus Christ and His salvation power through the uh, personal relationship with Him. Um, you know, 
it's it, it, it that's where we are united that's what needs to be united the main pillars of our faith but secondary things uh, we can disagree and we can still be a united church just because we disagree doesn't mean we're not united as a church and and oftentimes it is through these dialogues it is through these discussions it is through these disagreements that we learn and we understand and we even see what's biblical or not biblical you see if if we just said you know as a church there was there was a lot of churches years and years ago that that uh, believed that slavery was biblical and if we were uh, those that 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 uh, uh, would would argue with that and say no slavery is not biblical if we just were compliant and silent and said you know what just for the unity of the church we're not going to say anything then how would we ever have gotten to the point where we say no that theology that says that slavery is okay with the Bible is wrong. We set, we we went through a process where, um, where where we heard and we disagreed, but yet when we at, at, in the end we came out with the right thing, and and obviously that was God driven, but but unity was not the most important thing, and and unity does not necessarily involve being silent and compliant. Uh, it oftentimes is through communication. It, it, it happens through disagreement. Um, but in the end, we experience unity. Um, you know, it is during trying times that church's character is revealed. And I really want you to get this point. That it is through trying times, through difficult times, that a church's character is revealed. Um, you know, I, I was on a, a trip to an orphanage to help an orphanage in Slovakia, and, and this is years ago. Um, and it was, it was during a time where it was only about, I think maybe seven or eight years after the fall of the wall. And, um, and we were helping churches to understand also how to do uh, children's ministry because there was so much focus on on adults because all of a sudden the wall fell and all of a sudden these churches had freedoms they'd never experienced before and they were trying to attract adults and they were completely forgetting about children's ministry and so we were trying to show them hey this is important and um, and and one of the things that that struck me was a conversation conversation I had with a church uh, leader and they said you, you know it the Roman Catholic Church was the only church that could uh, operate as a church uh, during the time of, of communism. And they couldn't even operate as they wanted to, but they were the only ones that had any kind of uh, okay to actually be a church and not be shut down. Um, and they did that, why? Because they made all kinds of compromises with the government. And what that did was that didn't strengthen that church. What that did was it made for people losing respect in the Roman Catholic Church, and those churches did not grow uh, after the fall of the wall. They they actually people abandoned uh, the Catholic Church in many ways in that area because of the fact that they just had a loss of respect because they didn't do. They saw their character during the difficult times and they didn't like it. Uh, I know that some churches are still obeying lockdown orders, um, you know, because they're afraid of government sanctions or losing their insurance. They they're afraid of the reputation, uh, you know. Uh, and what's going to happen in the, in the community. They are afraid of losing congregants. 
I, I know there are churches that are trying to, to do it halfway, but we either believe that the church should obey government uh, interference into what the church is supposed to do, or we don't. We can't really go halfway because, again, we're going to lose respect from those that are watching. And I know some churches that are carrying on as normal, and, and they, they do take appropriate uh, modifications, but um, but you know what's happening in these, in these churches? They're experiencing some unprecedented growth. The ones that I've seen that are standing up and saying, you know what, this is what the God has, call, has called the church to do, this is our purpose, and this is what we're going to do, are experiencing, are experiencing right now unprecedented, unprecedented growth. And that's awesome to see because they've taken a stand. They've shown their character. And, and, I, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, uh, to, to leave you with this today. Um, Francis Chan had a quote that I saw just, just the other day. And he said, Stop just memorizing Scripture and go do it. Do what it says. Stop just memorizing Scripture and actually go do what it says. And isn't that what we're supposed to be doing? You know, we can we can prepare, we can do all this stuff, but if we don't actually do what the Bible is asking us to do, then what is the point? God is asking us to, yes, prepare, but also do and walk out our faith and show our character. And this is oftentimes done in very difficult times. So I, I encourage you, if, if you have... Uh, you know, any kind of say in, in what your church uh, is, is doing during these times, uh, then uh, I, I would encourage you to, to take a stand and to do what is right and to do what God has called the purpose of the church to do, no matter who says you can't. And if you, uh, if you have any comments on that, uh, I, I, again, I would love to hear both good and bad, um, positive and negative. <laughs> uh, and those can be sent uh, directly to us through email if you wish. And that is foruncommonsense at gmail.com. That's F-O-R, uncommonsense at gmail.com. Thank you for listening.